Thomas Edison, Richard Branson, John F. Kennedy, Mozart, Michael Jordan, Will Smith. That sounds like a list of highly successful titans in a variety of vocations. Why is it that we rarely hear that they have or had ADHD? And you know what we hear even less about? Serena Williams, Emma Watson, Mel Robbins, Whoopi Goldberg, Agatha Christie, Aaron Brockovich, Cher. Yeah, the successful women navigating ADHD. And that's exactly why I started this podcast, ADHD for Smartass Women. I'm your host, Tracy Otsuka. I'm a lawyer, not a doctor, a lifelong student, now a coach. I'm also the creator of Your ADHD Brain is A-OK, a system that helps people like you figure out what they should do with their life. And we're here today to talk ADHD, your strengths, your symptoms, your workarounds, and how you proudly stand out instead of trying to fit in. I credit my ADHD for some of my greatest gifts. And you know what? I spy a happier life for you too. So without further ado, a shiny new episode is starting now. Hello, this is Tracy Otsuka. Thank you so much for joining me for this bonus podcast. You know, it's not even really a podcast. It's entirely impulsive, but I'm hoping that you'll hear me out and then choose to join me. So we're now in the holiday season, right? As I'm recording this, it is 529 p.m. on Monday, November 29th. So I'm just coming off of Thanksgiving and the whole Thanksgiving holiday. Now, what I know for sure is that in this season of light and laughter, there are a lot of people who aren't feeling holly or jolly. And I got to tell you, being smart-ass ADHD women, we also struggle with the overwhelming pile of gifts and cookie-making and magic-creating, right? And as ADHD women, most of that typically falls on us. I know for me, I usually do a big dinner for family, usually for about 25 or so. And I got to tell you, when I actually did Christmas cards, I stopped a couple of years ago, they were literally the bane of my existence. Every single year, I struggled with the address list. I mean, it wasn't enough that you had to go get the photographs taken and everybody had to cooperate and participate, right? But then I had to go pick the right card. I had to make sure that the cards were delivered in time. And what I realized is I never really developed a system. So I would buy cards from this particular company one year, and then the next year I would switch to another company. And so even when I uploaded the guest list, and I wasn't nearly as tech savvy as I am today, I would upload the guest list. And it was just, it literally, I remember taking me a full eight hour day just to get my Christmas list uploaded to the company that was then going to send them out. And I really thought, well, that was going to make it so much easier. I wouldn't have to send them out, right? So it was the first year that I did that. And it was just as much work. Actually, it was the second year. So 
I finally told myself, you're killing a bunch of trees. This is not good for the environment. You're stressing yourself out. We're getting rid of the Christmas list. And it was really, really hard for me to do that. My, you know, my son was still in high school. And so I felt guilty. You know how that goes, right? So I was also in charge of all the kid events, the kid parties, the adult parties, their friends' gifts, hostess gifts, teachers' gifts. And we were ridiculous because it's not we, I was ridiculous. I decided early on that, for example, if my kindergarten had teacher X for, actually his teacher was um, Mrs. Sarlat. Mrs. Sarlat was going to get a Christmas gift from us every year until he graduated from junior high school in eighth grade because the school that they went to, the elementary school and the junior high were all connected. And so by the time we got to eighth grade, you can imagine how many gifts we were doing. It was insane. And I really struggle with the overwhelm of the gifts. Part of me is I love the creativity around it because my thought was, do we really need more stuff? No, none of us do, right? And I didn't want to be, you know, adding to landfill and, you know, giving them more garbage that then they would have to be writing thank you notes for on their time off, right? The teachers. So what we would do is we would make things. So there were years where, you know, we would literally spend a whole week just baking. Or I remember one year we had bath products that we made that were all over the countertops. The easiest year was one of my good friends is a sommelier. And so she found some wines that were highly rated, but they had like really bad graphics on them. And so they couldn't really sell them, but it was really good quality. So again, we had all these pictures taken with my kids on them and these, you know, 1800 style dress and, you know, wrote all kinds of pithy copy for it. And we gave them wine that was basically from them, which is kind of funny when I think about it. But everything, because of creativity, right, it's so important to me, was always like designed to the nth degree. And it just got ridiculous. And of course, the more I did, the more stressed I became. And so the holidays became less and less fun, less and less what holidays need to be about. So today, there's so much less to do because, you know, they're no longer in high school or elementary school, they're off on their own, either in college or at their first job. But still, just the thought of the holidays alone completely stresses me out. And, you know, this is all something of my creation, right? You can never just do it halfway. You know, if it's something you're interested in, you have to go big or go home. So I was so stuck in that mindset, right? Because the holidays were now just a time of great stress. And I realized that I need something to ratchet up the joy. And I need it today. I need it now because I've done nothing to prepare for the holidays. And I know there are some of you out there who literally have completely bought gifts for whomever you need to buy gifts for, you know, your calendar's all scheduled, so on and so forth. But I think for most of us with ADHD, we're not like that. So I just felt like I can feel the stress coming up. I need something to ratchet up the joy. So what I decided to do completely impulsively, by the way, is I am going to do a 29 gifts challenge based on the book by Cami Walker. So it's called 29 Gifts, How a Month of Giving Can Change Your Life. And this book is a New York Times bestseller. I highly 
recommend reading it. Just the prologue alone just makes you already feel so good. So anyway, I did this 29 gift challenge three years ago when our big Facebook group, ADHD for Smartass Women, was very small. We had less than 100 members. And I still remember that it was the best holiday that I had had in years. And the amazing Catherine Reeford Holden, she runs our team of mods and admins for our ADHD for Smartass Women Facebook group. She came to me a couple of weeks ago and she mentioned that, you know, we should do something uplifting. You know, our Facebook group, it's hard, the big group, because we are strength focused. And that's what makes us so different from all of the other ADHD Facebook groups, because you know, the way the ADHD brain works, we need five good things to match one bad thing. And so what tends to happen in the group is, you know, one person will talk about their weaknesses and everybody wants to glob on, right? Because it's so much easier to talk about our weaknesses than to talk about our strengths. So her thought was, you know, there, there's a lot of women that are getting frustrated because we're not approving their posts. And so the only way we can stay strength focused, right, is for us to approve the posts. And these are thousands of posts a week. My mods and admins are the best of the best. They are amazing. But anyway, Catherine was seeing that there were a lot of members that were getting frustrated because we can't approve all the posts. There are a lot of posts that we have to decline because whatever we focus on gets bigger. So if everybody's focusing on all their weaknesses, that just gets bigger and bigger. And so we really have to limit what we allow members to post in the group because there's all kinds of other ADHD groups, right? When you want to go post and you know, you're totally upset and you have a right to be and you just need to vent and complain, we're probably not the Facebook group to do it. Or the big secret is if you want to do it, you need to twist it around at the end and ask for workarounds. Ask other members to focus on what it is that you can do to feel better rather than getting members to jump on and talk about how, well, they have it much worse because of XYZ. Because we tend to do that at times, right? So anyway, I just impulsively decided coming off of Thanksgiving, this is what I want to do. So Here's the deal. We're going to kick it off on Tuesday. I'm going to tell you more about the book in a second, too. We're going to kick it off on Tuesday, but we're beginning the challenge on Wednesday, okay? So the challenge is going to start on December 1st, but you can join us at any time. So if you're catching this literally on December 15th or even December 20th, you know, and you are just feeling like you just need more joy and this holiday season is just getting you down, Come join us because I'm telling you, even a few days of this will completely change your mindset, okay? It'll completely change how you feel about the holidays and just how you feel about yourself, okay? So what's going to happen is I'm going to give away a gift every day, 29 days, and I would love for you to join me for the next 29 days on Instagram or on my Facebook page. The more smart-ass ADHD women who get on this giving train, the more fun it is going to be. And again, well, not again. I should, I want to tell you this. This is not going to lead to any of my programs or anything that I do. It is simply to ratchet up the holiday spirit and feel more joy. And I know without a shadow of a doubt, or is it beyond a shadow of a doubt, that if you feel more joy, I know that I will feel more joy. And we're just going to ratchet each other's joy up. Okay. So I know you might have a gift list that rivals Santa's, 
But I want to explain to you that these gifts are often different. Sure, you can give a go to the store and buy a gift gift. You know, those count. I especially love the gifts where, you know, you're buying a gift for a child who otherwise not might not have a toy and you can donate that, right? Might not have a toy for Christmas or for Hanukkah or for Kwanzaa or whatever it is that they celebrate during this time of year. Okay. So um, you can buy those kind of gifts and they totally count. But I also want you to focus on gifts of yourself. For example, the gift of giving a heartfelt compliment to someone. You know, those kind of compliments where you just see their eyes light up and you just, anyway, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Okay. You can also call someone that you haven't talked to in a while. You can give the gift of volunteering or you can write a thank you note. You can pay the toll of someone behind you when you're crossing a bridge. If you still have people in the bridge and it's not all done by computer, you can pay someone's coffee order in the drive-through behind you. You can pick up someone's lunch tab as you're walking out the door. Now, what we know is action always makes us feel better, right? And we know that when we're doing what we've always done, we're going to get what we've always gotten, right? So what I want to do is I want to shake it up. And I promise you, and I say this from experience, because remember, I did it three years ago. And every single December 1st that rolls around, I've been thinking, I want to do it again. I want to do it again. But for some reason, I didn't do it. So I promise you that if you do this with me, by the time you get to the end, you are going to feel so good because the secret here is we're going to practice mindfulness together, but you're not going to know it while you're doing it. Okay. So the truth is that one more thing is the last thing I should be adding to my list, right? But I know how good I felt the last time, how good I feel when this is done. So I'm doing this for myself, but I also want to do it for you. Now, because this was so impulsive and so last minute, famous ADHD last words, right? There may be a few glitches. There may be some links that we need to fix, but I just want you to please remember the intention behind all of this. So I would so appreciate if you were just patient with me. If you see something that doesn't work, absolutely send us a message. We want to make it right, but just understand that... um, it's not as polished as we, as I would probably like it to be, but it was between polished and doing it, right? And I opted for just doing it and forgetting about the perfectionism. Now, I just realized that Hanukkah is so early this year, so I just want to, wanted to apologize. I'm so sorry that Hanukkah is so early this year, but I hope that you will join us anyway. I think by the time, is Hanukkah on the 8th or the end of Hanukkah? Um, so probably by the time we get into the swing of things, Hanukkah is going to be, you know, already gone, but I really hope you join us anyway. So I want to tell you a little bit more about Cami Walker and 29 gifts. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about her story. Again, I, I highly recommend the book. And if you're looking to feel good, you know, probably the best thing you could do is go ahead and read the prologue and then literally read one chapter every day that you go through the 29 days. It's such a charming, beautiful book. So anyway, Cami Walker was 33 when she was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. And sadly, this was literally one month after she had just gotten married and she was devastated. And as you can imagine, she was feeling pretty sorry for herself. And this went on for a good two years. She had literally given up. She was focusing on everything that was bad in her life. And 
she had been complaining about her symptoms for 10 years, but doctors kept telling her it was psychosomatic. It was in her head. Does that remind you of um, any of us in our ADHD journey? Yep, that was my story too. Cammie was in so much pain, which is unusual for MS patients. So they had her on so many painkillers. And unfortunately, she also had a history of addiction. And because she was on so much medication, she was just getting sicker and sicker. And so she ended up checking herself into a hospital for an eight-day detox. This was, you know, while, well, within two years of having been diagnosed with um, MS. So before she went in to her detox, she called a neighbor of hers. And her neighbor's name, she was also a friend, her name was Mbali Criezo. I don't know if it's Criezo or Criazo. And she was an African medicine woman who also happened to work at the Institute for Health and Healing at California Pacific Hospital. I think she was uh, in the East Bay, so right outside of San Francisco, maybe Oakland area is what I recall. And Mbali had helped shape a program at the Institute, which married Western medicine and alternative medicine. So anyway, Cammie gets on the phone and she's crying and she's just, you know, lamenting the fact that she has multiple sclerosis. And Mbali says to her, Cammie, I think you need to stop thinking about yourself. And of course, Cammie is getting ready to go into detox, right? She is even more upset when Mbali tells her, tells her that she should stop thinking about herself. So this is how Cammie responds. Thinking about myself, I howl. I start in on her about what a wreck I am, what a wreck my body is, telling her I don't have room to think about anything except myself right now. I know. That's the problem, she says. If you spend all of your time and energy focusing on your pain, you're feeding the disease. You're making it worse by putting all of your attention there. I absorb this information quietly. Cammy, she says, her voice soft and soothing, but her words hitting me hard. You are falling deeper and deeper into a black hole. I'm going to give you a tool to help you dig yourself out. What should I do, I ask? I have a prescription for you. I want you to give away 29 gifts in 29 days. I blink and I consider this for a moment before deciding it is stupid. For one thing, I'm going into the hospital for eight days. How can I give anything away there? There will be others at the hospital with you, Mbali counters. You can give it to them. These gifts don't have to be material things. I continue to insist that I need to focus all my energy on my own healing while Mbali calmly points out what I'm forgetting. Healing doesn't happen in a vacuum, Cammy, but through our interactions with other people. By giving, you are focusing on what you have to offer others, inviting more abundance into your life. Giving of any kind is taking a positive action that begins the process of change. It will shift your energy for life. I'm starting to tune out, wallowing in thoughts of what I'm about to endure. I'm in pain and I can't freaking walk. Are you telling me that giving away spare change or doing someone a favor will make me better? Come on. Mbali tells me about the effects the challenge of giving 29 gifts had on her when she first did it. It makes sense in a way, but I'm not really taking it in. She's saying how giving can make you humble, keep your heart open, revitalize you, that kind of thing. 
In addition to giving the gifts, you're supposed to keep a journal for those 29 days. And if you skip a day for some reason, she's saying it's best to start over, to release the energy that is building and allow it to begin building again. Now, I've been into alternative medicine and spirituality for a long time, but even I have no patience for all of this. And I'm in the midst of a medical crisis. Without any intention of following through, I grab my journal and I write a note. Give away 29 gifts in 29 days. I close the journal and politely say goodnight to Mbali. So I talk all the time about how what we focus on just gets bigger, right? So bad for our brains is just stickier than good. And it's not just our brains. It's all brains. It's the prehistoric lizard brain, right, that we all are born with, whose whole goal is just to keep us safe. So with our ADHD brains, we can often focus on what isn't working rather than what is. We're so in our heads, which is why we often can't retrace our steps, right? We lose something and we can't remember, like, I don't know where I lost it. I wasn't paying attention, right? We're not in our body. We're in our head. We're literally walking through and doing things, you know, every single day. With 29 gifts, what we're doing is we're getting out of our heads and we're getting into action. So there's no voodoo or magic or woo around this. Again, when we focus on the positive, what happens? We see more positive. So we're going to start tomorrow on December 1st, which is Wednesday. We're going to end on December 29th. And think about it. Is there a better way to end 2021 and start 2022? I don't think so. Now, the 29-day gift challenge, it originally originated as an African ritual. And again, the whole idea is when you give to others, it feels like you're actually giving a gift to yourself. You feel happier. You feel more revitalized. So I want to go through the rules. So we're going to give 29 gifts over 29 days, meaning every day we're going to give one gift. But you're going to start your day with a short affirmation. And your affirmation can be anything. Mine is usually, today I give with joy. Today I give with patience. Today I give with love. Today I give with kindness. It can be anything that you want it to be. So if that sounds too kind of weirdly woo to you, then find something that makes sense for you. Again, we're the experts on ourselves, right? And again, gifts can be anything from spare change to food to old sweaters and coats, a kind word, a kind thought. Rather than old sweaters or coats, maybe I should say sweaters and coats that we no longer need and we no longer wear. A kind word, a kind thought. It can be a physical gift. It can be your time. It can be a sincere smile. It can be as simple as that. So when you are unmotivated, when you are feeling like, oh my gosh, I need a gift for today. I don't want to start over. Think simple. What is a simple gift that you can give? Can you call a friend that you owe a phone call to and you keep procrastinating on it? Can you write a note to someone? You know, just a kind note around how much they mean to you. One of the gifts you give out of the 29 gifts has to be something that you don't think you can live without or something that you feel is scarce in your life. So on day six, Cammy lets herself give away her perfectionism and frustration and thereby sends out good energy to others. So letting go of her old perfectionistic way of being was a gift not only to herself, but also to others. The 29 
day prescription also involves noticing the gifts that you receive from others every day. The kind words, someone picking up the lunch tab, love from your family, you know, it's mindfulness, right? This is a really important component of 29 days. And you have to write these gifts that you get from others. You have to write them down as well. What you want to do is you want to notice three things that you are grateful for every day. So some good thing that happens to you. Again, they can be very small things. They can be medium things. They can be big things. And I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. What's going to happen is that you're going to start to see all the gifts that you're getting back from others every single day, but you've never noticed them before. Now, Mbali's, um, she has a comment that I think is really interesting. I want to read it to you about um, where you are, like what place do you give from? And it kind of follows along, you know, with my comment about normal holiday shopping, how much I hate it, you know, because I feel like how many more things, how much more stuff do we actually need? You know, with my kids, we were never big gift givers. We didn't give stuff. I really tried to concentrate on giving experiences. So my kids would get things like a lot of books for the holidays. And I know there were times where they looked at their friends and they were like, mom, I, my daughter actually said this to me one year. I don't think I've been very good because my friend gets all of these expensive electronics, you know, cell phones and computers. And, and I usually get books and, you know, maybe a doll or a and I gave dolls to my son and my daughter, but a doll or an experience. One year, we had Santa call her, and Santa um, gave her her Irish dancing dress, which she needed for her fesh. I mean, those things are expensive, right? So, um, yeah. And I remember when she hung up the phone, she was like, that is the best Christmas gift I have ever received. And so she stopped talking about all the electronics and things that all her friends were receiving. So... I clearly have a problem with physical gifts. I'm not a good gift giver. I wish I was better at it. But this is what Mbali said, and it really resonated with me. When I give from a place of service, honesty, and fullness, I am left feeling revitalized. When I give from a place of responsibility and resentment, I negate the give and nothing changes. I think it's supposed to be I negate the gift and nothing changes. Or maybe it's I negate the give. In fact, I'm often feeling resentful and drained. And that's exactly how I, <laughs> how I feel when I just, you know, I'm just buying something just to buy a gift. It's, it's not, I'm always looking for that extra special gift, but you know, that takes so much time and energy and I don't always get there. And then I just have to last minute get a gift. But I just loved that, that comment that when I give from a place of service, honesty, and fullness, I am left feeling revitalized. So today, I know when it's a good gift because I'm excited to give it, right? I, I feel positive emotion. I haven't mentioned positive emotion in this entire podcast. I'm feeling positive emotion. And that's really what we're going for here, right? This whole 29... The gift challenge is all about generating the positive emotion because we know that our ADHD brains thrive with positive emotion and they wilt with negative emotion. So I have created a simple 29-day journal and um, you can actually list all of your gifts, right? The gifts that you are giving and the gifts you are receiving for the 29-day period of this challenge. And you can download it at tracyotsuka.com 
forward slash 29 gifts. Now, so we can see each other's generosity in action, please tag me in Instagram and in Facebook and use the hashtag 29SmartAssGifts. I am also going to be highlighting some of your gifts in my stories and posts over the next 29 days. As I'm sitting here talking about this, I'm getting anxiety. Like this should be the last thing that I'm doing, right? Adding one more thing, but I just feel called to do it. So I hope you'll come along and do it with me. So it's even more fun than it was last time. So I just want you to think about this. There is never a day that you don't give. There are only days that you don't acknowledge and remember that you did. There is also never a day that you don't receive gifts, right? Mindfulness. But we don't pause and we don't slow down enough to notice the joy and the gifts that are in our lives every single day. So again, come join me on my Instagram at Tracy Otsuka or my Facebook page, which is at Hey Tracy Otsuka. And again, you can download our 29 gifts journal at tracyoutsuka.com forward slash 29 gifts. Let's get the joy back into this last month of the year. I hope you'll come join me. Okay, have a wonderful day and a wonderful December. You've been listening to the ADHD for Smartass Women podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Outsuka, and we're available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Not coincidentally, ADHD for Smartass Women, it's also the name of our free Facebook group. We're a totally smartass community of successful, ambitious women who share our ADHD wins, questions, and workarounds. Join us at tracyoutsuka.com, where you can also find more information on our Your ADHD Brain is A-OK system. I spy a happier life for us, and I'll see you again next week.